Welcome to the Viva Young Adults podcast. We're the Young Adults Ministry of Viva Church, and we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're already a part of YA or a guest with us today, we hope that what's shared encourages and inspires you. Here's today's message. Okay, I want to take a little survey here. Um, where are, out of everyone here, where are my type A people at? You're a type A person. No, I'm not. I'm not going to define type A. Just do you consider yourself a type A? A healthy or unhealthy type A? Like you like to plan stuff. You like to have stuff in order. You're organized. You're a what? Say it. Say it. Say it one more time. Type A. Okay. And then where are my fun people at? JK, 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 JK. Come on. Um, who here like didn't even plan to be here tonight. Like, they didn't even, like, they just showed up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, okay, I guess I'm here. Like, you're that type B or type whatever that you didn't even plan to be here. Um, um, who, okay, let's go back to a serious question. Who here, um, real talk, is where they planned to be in life? Like, when you planned ahead in life, like, you're on track. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, yeah. Be honest. That's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Carmel, yeah? Okay, no, raise your hands high because we need to see. Even if you're half, like, you put it up because that's better than nothing. All the way up, all the way up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Johnny, you're there? Okay. Um, so, ten people. We probably have like a hundred people in here. Ten people are where they plan to be. And I want you to raise your hand if, like, life is not going according to plan. Okay, yeah, some people didn't raise up their hand for either because they don't even know what, they didn't even have a plan. Um, and they're just here. They're like, oh, I guess I'm here now. <laughs> How did I get here? Um, look, yeah, uh, today, I, my plan, man, I'll, I'll share a bit with my plan. I was like debating whether to share it or not. My plan literally was, um, I went through many phases. I wanted to be married by 18, why are you guys laughing? <laughs> I wanted to be married by 18. I thought that was God's plan for my life. Um, nor did I consult him, but I was like, yeah, this sounds about right. Um, I'll be mature enough by then. I'll be financially stable by then. Um, how old am I? Um, <laughs> I'm past 18. Let's just put it that way. Okay, um, yeah, so anyways, needless to say, life is not going according to plan, but that's okay, that's, that's okay, that's okay. Um, today, I'm, I'm just going to preach straight from the Bible, uh, um, I'm not sorry, who here has a Bible? Oh my God, who here, no, the phones do not count. Oh, why are you guys saying, oh, like, oh, this is, that's my Bible, that's mine. <laughs> I forgot to bring it up. Okay, no, who here has like, who like actually loves God and has like a legitimate Bible? Where, where is it? Raise your hand. Not with you? Oh, cool, cool, cool. Who here has one with them? One, two, it's in your car. Not gonna do anything there. Yeah, Louise, okay. So we got a, a bunch of people here that have legitimate Bibles. Guys, congrats. Um, congrats, you guys made it. You guys are the holy ones. Um, I have my iPad, which, which counts. And for those of you that don't have, what? That doesn't count, man. This thing, 
It's bigger. It's this is the size of a legitimate Bible. <laughs> oh my lord. Anyways, I'm just gonna preach straight from the Bible today. Um, is that okay? I hope it is, because you're in church, people. Um, the title of my message today, and I just came up with this, um, is Let It Die. God is from the famous movie, The Lorax. Uh, there it is. Let it die, let it die, let it shrivel up and die. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> everybody? So the title of my message is Let It Die, um, and this is straight from the Bible, and I'll, I'll break it down for you guys. Um, if you have legitimate Bibles, turn with me to John 11. If you don't, scroll with me to John 11. Um, it will be on the screen. You can put it up. You can put it up, my boy. Um, John 11 for you on this side. It's right there. And I will, I will probably read from back and forth. But, um, but, but, <laughs> but. Um, everyone probably knows this story, okay? It's the story of my boy Lazzie, okay? And Lazzie had a very peculiar life, um, and we're going to read and we're going to break down his story. If you don't know the story of Lazzie, then get ready, okay? Get ready because it's a roller coaster. Um, let's pray first. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word, oh God. Thank you that you're here with us, oh God. Thank you that you're speaking, that you're true, that you're not distant, but you're close, oh God. We just open up our hearts to you right now. And we just pray that you would be magnified in our lives, oh God. That you would be, Father, just that we would acknowledge you right now, acknowledge your presence, Father, and just listen to what you have to say to us tonight, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's get started. I'm going to read and we're going to break it down. John 11, 1. Now a certain man was ill, Lazzie of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha, also known as Eminem. It was Mary, <laughs> it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to Jesus, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. Now, we don't know how Jesus got this message, okay? They sent to Jesus. They didn't have phones back then, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume they, they sent to Jesus by pigeon, by carrier pigeon, okay? They wrote a little note, put it on the pigeon, flew the pigeon down to Jesus, and the pigeon dropped off a message to Jesus saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. Now, I want to tell you something about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were close to Jesus, okay? They weren't Jesus' work buddies. They weren't Jesus' acquaintances. They weren't just like someone he met along the side of the road. They were close friends with Jesus. This is who Jesus hung out with on his downtime, okay? They were close, and Jesus loved them. It says, Lord, he whom you love is ill. They referred to Lazzie as the one who Jesus loves, okay? And so we can see right off the bat that just because someone is close to Jesus, that Jesus loves someone, it does not prevent them from going through hard times, Okay, right off the bat, it doesn't matter how close you are to Jesus. It doesn't matter if Jesus loves you or not because he does love you. Let me tell you something. You're going to go through hard times. That's just a matter of fact. We have a promise straight from Jesus in a few chapters later in John 16. And he says, um, I have said these words to you that you might have peace because in this world you will have trouble. Okay, in the Greek, those are very two different participles, Okay. You might have peace because you will have trouble. There's a promise from Jesus, and you're like, nah, man, I'm just standing on the promises of God. You standing on this one? 
Sit on this promise of Jesus, he promised you're going to have trouble. All right? That's a reality. And we see here, just because they were close to Jesus and Jesus loved them, it did not prevent them from going through hard times. Let's keep reading. Verse 4. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. I'm going to stop right there. You can just keep the verse up. It's no problem. Um, may God may be glorified through it. I'm going to tell you this right now. Whatever God does, it's for his glory. Whatever. His priority is his glory. His priority is not your comfort. His priority is not your Instagram-worthy life, okay? His priority is his glory. And I'm telling you this. Even in this illness, God's going to be given glory. Even in this hard time, in this sickness, in this, in this miserable moment, God's going to be given the glory. Okay? Um, it doesn't matter. God's not limited to the circumstance you're in. He will be given the glory. There's no questioning that. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So here it states here. It wasn't just, you know, Mary and Martha assuming Jesus loved them. It says here, Jesus loved all three of them. Okay? So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. What? Jesus. Look, let me tell you something. The fact, the fact that they called for Jesus meant that it was serious. It wasn't just like a little cough, okay? It wasn't just like, oh, he stubbed his toe. Jesus, come on, get over here, Jesus, please. Look, they knew that Jesus was a busy person, okay? They knew that Jesus was constantly out. He was constantly on the road. He had people crowding around him. They knew that people were out to kill Jesus in the region that they were living in. So the fact that they called to Jesus meant, like, it's serious, Jesus. Like, there's, there, like if you don't come, it's over, right? And when someone is sick, like on their deathbed, like this is the end, every single moment counts. Am I right? Like, you know, and um, like the ambulance. When, when you call 911, you call the ambo to come and get you. Guess what? They're, they're breaking through red lights. They're going off jumps. They're drifting through the streets to get to you as fast as they can. Right? Because they know that every single moment counts. And Jesus knows a normal person would rush over to help. But let me tell you, Jesus isn't a normal person. Okay, any normal person would be like, okay, let's get over there. How many days is it going to take three days to walk over there? Okay, let's run. Let's run. Let's make it two. And I want us to understand that Jesus is on his own time. He's not on your time. Okay? Jesus is not playing by your calendar. All right, and a lot of times we have these expectations, we have these desires, we have these plans, and we have this nice little timeline of when things should happen by and when they are going to happen by. And we're like, hey, God, here's the plan, make it happen. You got a few days here, and then you got a few more days for that. And Jesus is not on your time, God's not playing by your calendar. Jesus, we see here, He's on His own time. There's this pressing emergency. And Jesus is like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's just wait two more days. What? Let's wait? Jesus, this guy's about, this is your friend. You love this guy. Yeah, let's just wait it out. Let's just wait it out. Jesus is on his own time. In your life, God is on his own time. Okay, don't expect God to fit into your timeline. God's on his own time. All right? Let's keep it going. Verse 7. 
Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. Great. Perfect timing, Jesus. We got to go to Bethany, yo. Let's go to Judea again. What's the opposite way? No. Then the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? I love it. He just brings a parable, and they're just like, yo, the guy's trying to kill you, Jesus. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. He said this to them. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he's going to recover. Not a big deal. The disciples, man, they're a bunch of goofs, right? Like Jesus is like straight up serious. And they're like, yo, Jesus, we sleep all the time. He's going to get back up. What the heck? Like we don't got to rush over now. He's just sleeping. Now Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking a rest in sleep. Of course they did. Then verse 14, then Jesus told them plainly, yo, Lazzy's straight up dead. Okay, I don't know if you put the pieces together. He's dead. This guy's dead. <laughs> okay? And I like to picture this, and this isn't biblical or canonical. Um, hear me out. But I like to picture this. That this is like how easy it is for Jesus to raise someone back from the dead. Is like he can just be like, hey, wake up. Like, like as if they were sleeping. And it's like, I, I just picture it as like him talking to the, the Father and the Holy Spirit. Like, oh, yo, Lazarus is dead. I'm just going to go wake him up. And the disciples are there just like, uh, What? He's like, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, he's dead. He's dead. He, he's full on dead. And like to him, it's just as easy as waking someone up. Um, but for some reason, he doesn't explain how, but Jesus knows that Lazarus has now died. Okay, could have been a pigeon, but um, I think it's more like the Holy Spirit spoke to him and Jesus knows he's certain that Lazarus has now died. And let's just think back. When he hears that Lazarus is sick, the first time, what does he do? What does he say? Let's wait. Lazarus is sick. Let's just wait, right? And now, let's, let's think about it here. What was Jesus waiting for? What was Jesus waiting for? Jesus was waiting for my boy to die. What? Jesus was waiting for Lazarus to die. That doesn't sound like something Jesus would do, right? Like we read one chapter before, John 10, 10, it says he came to bring life more abundantly. And here we see that when Lazarus is sick, he's like, let's wait it out. And then when Lazarus is dead, he's like, okay, let's go. So he was waiting for Lazarus to die. When Lazarus died, he's like, okay, now the time's right. Let's go. He waited. He, he waited for this man to die. Come on, can we, like this, this is hard to fathom that Jesus would do something like this. Look at this, verse 15, and for your sake, this is Jesus still speaking, I am glad that I was not there, ooh, so that you may believe, but come on, let us go to him. So Jesus is saying here, I'm glad I wasn't there. Why was he glad? What would have happened if Jesus was there, he would have healed him. He would have healed him, right? And Jesus is saying, I'm glad I wasn't there. Therefore, I'm glad that he died. What, Jesus? No. He, it, it's, it, I'm just reading here, yo. 
I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad that he was able to die. This isn't typically what we expect from Jesus, right? We just, we heard John 10, 10. And I know, guys, listen to me. I know that from this side, we're in 2022. We know what happens in the end, okay? We know that, I mean, maybe you don't. Spoiler, Jesus raises back Lazarus from the dead, okay? Um, But when you're in the moment, you don't know what the end looks like, right? So what that just happened here is the disciples just saw that Jesus let a man die on purpose. He waited for a man to die when he could have done something, right? It's like you calling the ambulance, be like, yo, this guy's, yo, he's about to die. And the ambulance is like, okay, let's just wait. Oh, yo, he's dead. Okay, let's go now. Let's go, let's go. Jesus just waited for Lazarus to die. And that's what the disciples are doing. And, and it's not like he tried his best. It's like he purposely tried to not be there. You hearing me? He purposefully waited. Um, and the reality is Jesus could have just spoken from wherever he was and just said, oh, you know, he's sick. Um, Lazarus, be healed. And Lazarus would have just gotten up from bed. He didn't even try. He just waited until Lazarus died and then said, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get on the road. This isn't what we come to expect from Jesus. But here we see that Jesus, what did he say? It was for his glory. This is not going to lead to death, but it's for the Father's glory that this is going to happen. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad that he died. Jesus, what? How many things in our life, maybe God's just waiting? Maybe God's just waiting to let something die before he comes in, and he's just waiting, and we're asking. They sent for Jesus, and he's just like, I'm just going to wait this one out because God's going to be given the glory, and for your sake, I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't there. So Thomas, verse 16, called the twins, said to his fellow disciples, okay, let us also go that we may die with him. Great, Thomas. Awesome idea. Um, that's going to help. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Um, but he just means, like, let's grieve with him, right? Like, Jewish thing, it's a big thing with grieving. Um, now, when Jesus came, he arrived. He found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Like, this sucker was dead, okay? Like, he hadn't just died. Like, this guy was four days dead, All right, he's rotten in there, okay? He's mummified. And then Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to him. Ooh, 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 ooh. She had called for Jesus days ago. When Lazarus was still alive, not looking great, but still alive. And now, when he's dead and it's too late, guess who has the nerve to show up? Fashionably late to the party, to the grieving party. Jesus. He's, he's on his own time. He's on his own time. Now that he's dead, Jesus shows up. But Mary remains seated in the house. So Martha went out. Mary just stayed, you know, sat in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, 
if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Think about when they first sent for Jesus, okay? They sent out for Jesus first time. They were filled with hope, right? Like they were, they were filled with hope. They, they, they had seen, they knew that Jesus had already done miracles for others, right? So they sent out for Jesus and, and they knew he had done many miracles and, and they sent out and they, like they didn't have phones back then. So they didn't know if Jesus was coming or not. They just assumed he was coming. Hey, Jesus, the man you love, the one you're close to is sick. I've seen you do it for everyone else. So they, they, like they're just assuming Jesus was coming. Right? They were filled with hope, and I can just imagine, um, I can just imagine that like, they were comforting themselves. You know, like the M&M were sitting around Lazio on the bed, and they were just like looking at each other and just kind of encouraging each other that like, no, Jesus is coming. It's going to be okay. It may look grim right now, but don't worry. Jesus is coming, and he, this is easy for him. Jesus can heal, heal you, no problem, and they were just comforting each other right? And often, like, when we're in the middle of a situation, we don't see the end of it, but we're just hopeful, right? We're hopeful that Jesus is coming. God's, God's got the answer. God's the solution. Don't worry. I can't see it now, but I have faith. I have faith that he's coming, right? And then guess what happens? Lazarus dies. And I wonder how many times during these four days that Lazarus has been in the tomb that they said to each other, man, if only Jesus had shown up, this, we wouldn't be in this situation, if only Jesus had been here, if only he had been here, he, Lazarus wouldn't have died, right? We did all the right things. We called out to him. You know, we sought him out. We believed, but nothing. And here's the kicker. They didn't even know that Jesus purposefully waited. They didn't. They, like for all they knew, Jesus got stuck or got arrested, or got, like, stuck along the way, and, like, you know, whatever. They didn't know that Jesus was just chilling in the city for two more days, waiting for this to happen. Imagine if they knew that. Like, imagine, be like, like, oh, I heard Jesus is just waiting, and just doing nothing, waiting for your brother to die. Like, imagine that. They didn't know. But Jesus, we know, we know. Thank you, John. Verse 22. And like here, she says, she continues in, but now, even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So I want to just make it very clear here that faith is not the problem here. Okay? Them having faith isn't the problem. Let's make that very clear. They had faith, right? They believed. They called to Jesus. They believed. They, and it says here that Martha still believes that, she can do, that he can do something. So faith isn't the problem. They did all the right things, but Jesus had a different plan in mind. He had a bigger plan in mind. It's not the plan that they had, right? And so I want to make it very clear that, you know, there's times in the Bible and Scripture that we see that faith is the problem, that they didn't have enough faith to believe that God could do something. And maybe that's us in our lives. We're believing for something, but we, we have doubt. I mean, the Bible says if, if you have doubt and, and not faith, you know, whatever you believe for, it's not going to happen. Right? So, but we see here that faith isn't the problem. Jesus just had a different plan in mind. They believed, they had faith, they knew God could do it, they still know God can do it, but Jesus had a different plan in mind, and the plan is Lazarus has got to die. Lazarus has got to die. 
Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. I know he will rise again, the resurrection on the last day. I am the resurrection of the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He's talking about like eternal life. So yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. Now she's calling her sister. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. So she's just crying everywhere. Um, because the reality is, something that she loved had just died. Like, something that she waited for something that she hoped for, something that she believed for, had just died. Okay, she's weeping, she's grieving, all right? Like, she could have never imagined that her close friend, Jesus, would let something like this happen. All right, so she's, she's in mourning, she's sad. When, things, when we lose things in our lives, when things that we hope for, when things that we plan for, when we lose them, guess what? It hurts. It hurts. Right? It's not easy. Like we can clearly see here that she hoped, she believed, she had faith in Jesus. She expected Jesus to come. And Jesus waited. Verse 32. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Jesus is also grieving. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. Look, listen to me. Jesus is all-knowing. I'll tell you that right now. He knew there would be pain. This isn't taking him by surprise, like, oh my goodness, this hurt them? I didn't know this would hurt them. He knew that there would be grief. He knew that there would be pain, right? And yet, yet, he, it says he was still glad that he wasn't there. He knew these people would be in mourning. The whole town is in mourning. These people just lost a brother, and he says, I'm glad I wasn't there. Does that sound like something that we're, we're used to hearing from Jesus? No, Jesus, you don't want me to be in grief. You don't want me to be in pain. What is this? He was glad he wasn't there because the end was far greater than they could imagine. The end was worth the pain. The end was worth the pain. And let me tell you something. In that moment, it didn't seem like it because they didn't see the end. They just saw the pain that they were in. They just saw that dead hope. They just saw that dead dream, the thing they believed for. They just saw it disappear and fade before their very eyes. Jesus said, I'm glad I wasn't there. But they weren't seeing that the end was worth all the grief, the pain, the torment, the things that they were going through. Jesus saw it. Jesus saw it. He had a bigger plan in mind. Verse 37, but some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Now we get into the comparison. But God, you did it for them. 
I saw you do it for them. I saw you raise this guy to life. I saw you heal all these people that you didn't even know. I saw you, God, answer that prayer for them. I saw God. Look, God, they don't, they don't even go to church every Sunday. They don't even have devotions with you every day. And you're answering their prayers. And I'm here. I'm doing everything right. I'm praying day in and day out. And you're not, you seem to just let this die. God, we're close. We're tight. I'm with you every day. Why are you answering everyone else's prayers and not my prayer? Why are you seemingly just letting my dreams die and letting my expectations go to waste and everyone else seems to be moving forward in their life? Jesus had something far greater in store for them than he did the others. They didn't see it. He had something special for Lazarus. He had something special for that family. They didn't see it in that moment. All they saw was the pain. All they saw was the pain in the moment. They had this expectation. They believed. It doesn't say they had doubted at all. And Jesus said, I'm going to wait. I'm glad I waited. Because if I had been there, this wouldn't have happened. If I had been there, I would have saved him. You wouldn't have gone through that pain, but I'm glad I wasn't there. It was worth it to him. I, I want to be very clear. I mean, like, I'm, I, we know how the story ends. Jesus literally says, where are you buried him? He goes over to the tomb and he says, Lazarus, let's go, let's get up. And Lazarus just walks out of the tomb. Like, it, it's so simple for God to to bring the dead back to life. And I don't want to make this like, um, like anticlimactic by any, by any means. You know, Jesus revived. He raised a dead man to life. There's nothing small about that, okay? Um, what I want to focus on is the process leading up to that revival, all right? They didn't know the timeline. They didn't know what Jesus had in mind, okay? They just saw that Jesus let their brother die. That's all they saw. They saw that they called to Jesus and Jesus let him die. And they didn't know the plan that Jesus has. And, you know, you don't know the plan God has for you. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the plans I have for you. Not you know the plans I have for you. I do. We know the plans we have for us. Right? Do you want your plans for your life or God's plan for your life? Right? And God says, I know the plans that I have for you. You know, I believe that tonight that there are people here with some unmet expectations that maybe they've lived through, they've hoped for something. Maybe you're disappointed that something didn't pan out. Maybe you're confused as to why something didn't happen the way you thought it should have happened or believed that it should have happened. And you're here confused, disappointed as to why it happened. And let me tell you something. Isaiah says this. God says this so clearly. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than yours. All right? And maybe you're looking back and things have died in your life. All these things you've hoped for, all these things you've dreamed for have died in your life. And Jesus is saying, I'm glad I let that relationship die. I'm glad I let that dream of yours die because I have something so far much greater than what you can see right now. So far much greater than what you can imagine. Maybe you can't see it now. But I'm glad I, I'm glad I let that die. 
You know, maybe tonight you have, you're in that thing where you're expecting something and you're holding on to something. You have faith for something. Maybe tonight you're holding on to expectations that aren't God's, but are your own expectations for something. And dare I say it, maybe God wants to let that die too. No, God, not that. That's definitely what you have for me. There's no way you're going to let that die. Tonight, I believe that God wants to surrender these things. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they spoke it so beautifully earlier. We got to mean it. We can't just say it. I'm telling you something. God, God, like there's things God wants to do in our lives, but he has to let those things die so he can do something so far much greater. He's going to be given all the glory. He's going to be given all the glory. And I want to ask you right now, does it seem crazy that maybe God has a better plan for you than you have for yourself? Whose plan do you want for your life? Their plan, their expectation was to get Lazarus healed from a fever. That's what they were hoping for. And, and God had a whole resurrection in mind. Something so much bigger, something so far greater than what they had in store for themselves. And they would have been, they would have been satisfied with that. God's like, I got something so much bigger, but I got to let this die first. Because if I was there, I would have healed him. So I'm just going to wait this one out until it dies, until it's really dead, until it's four days dead. Then I'm going to show up on the scene. And I'll blow away all their minds. Um, you look, today, I don't want to be discouraging. I, I really don't. Like, I, maybe you're here, you're like, oh, man, this guy's just stomping on all my dreams, and um, that's, not, that's not my goal. My goal is just to get us to filter through um, what's God and what isn't. And I, I want us just, as Jonathan plays here, I, I want us just to ask God, what is from him and what isn't from him? If we could all just bow our heads, we're just, he, he's going to play. And I want just, I want to ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart. To search your life, maybe dreams that you have, hopes that you have. And God's like, just give those to me. Just give those to me. Right, the dreams and expectations that you carry for your life or maybe it's just a certain situation. Who is championing those things? Who is leading those things? Is it God that's pioneering that and spearheading it or is it you? You know, I don't want to be a dream crusher here. I really don't. I want us to be ready and expect God to do something far greater than what you can imagine. Take a step back. Maybe you've had, you know, expectations shattered. You know, and you need to look back and recognize that it was God letting those things happen. That it was God leading you to something greater. Maybe you've been holding bitterness or unforgiveness towards God for unanswered prayers.
it's time to let those things go he's a God who's for you and not against you all right what he was doing here towards Mary Martha Lazarus wasn't against them it was for them they didn't see it yet in the moment but it was for them but there was pain involved let's not deny that there was suffering involved but it was so worth it in the end these expectations that you may have for your life right now for your season right now are they your expectations or are they God's expectations for you you know my favorite prayer in the Bible probably one of my favorite scriptures is Jesus in the garden and Jesus knows he's about to go through a lot of pain a lot of suffering a lot of heartache betrayal torture death and he, he prays to God and he says God I know you can take this cup from me I know you can take this from me but God don't let my will be done let your will be done can that be our prayer tonight that we just offer these things God I know you can do this in my life there's no doubt the faith isn't the problem the faith isn't the problem but God don't let my will be done God let your will be done I don't see it it doesn't make sense right now I know what I want but God what do you want it's time as a, as a generation as a culture that we stop asking how God fits into our plans and we start asking how we fit into God's plans for his glory that he will be glorified at our expense God was given all the glory in that situation they are the ones that went through the pain but the glory was all to God so right now he's gonna keep playing I just want you to just just pray to God right now you know if you're taking notes maybe write the things down that God is wanting you to surrender wanting you to just lay down you know the title of my message is let it die I don't wanna you know be crude like that but maybe there's some things you just gotta let die and they may seem good you know asking for Jesus for healing wasn't a bad thing it wasn't they were asking for a bad thing it was a good thing it was an okay thing but that's just not what God had in mind for them some things that we just got to say God I'm just gonna let this die God's gonna do something far greater young people than you can imagine it might not be what you expect right they got their brother back in your situation it might not be like oh if I let this die then God will just give it to me it might not be like that but what I am promising you is that what he has for you is far greater than what you have planned his ways are higher his thoughts are higher and we got to count on that Father, we just surrender right now. Father, we just surrender, Father, all the things in our hearts, all our hopes, our dreams, our ambitions, oh God, all the things we've planned for, all the things we've expected. 
Father, and we just lay them down at your feet, oh God. We just lay them down at your feet, oh God. You are our hope, oh God. This race that we're running, Father, you are our prize. You are our reward, oh God. So we're just looking to you right now. Father, if there's things in our life that we've been holding on to that aren't from you, Father, we just let them die right now. We just let them die right now that you would do something greater. That you would do something greater in our lives than we can imagine, than what we can expect, oh God. Father, it's not our will that we want, it's your will that we want. It's not our heart that we want, it's your heart that we want, oh God. So we forgive us, oh God, forgive us. Father, for even pursuing you out of selfish ambition, just wanting to get stuff out of it. Father, we want your heart, that's what we want, oh God. Father, give us grace, oh God. Give us grace, Father, to walk forward, letting go of these things. Father, letting go of what is behind, Father, and looking forward to what is the future. Knowing that you, Father, can do things far greater than what we can imagine. Father, teach us to expect for what you want to do. Laying aside our own plans, laying aside our own personal ambitions, oh God. Seeking your ambitions, what's on your heart. Father, strengthen us to lay these things down, to live in surrender. Father, and I just pray right now that you'd give us clarity and wisdom to recognize what is from you and what isn't from you. It can be hard to discern what's from God and what's from my own heart. Oh God, we just pray right now. I just pray and I believe in faith, Father, you are giving clarity. Father, you are bringing distinction between what is from us and what is from you, oh God direction in Jesus name that we would be people that would be able to move forward and believe in confidence in faith for what you have for us oh God thank you oh God that your ways are higher oh God thank you that your ways are higher you are good oh God thank you for listening to the message we believe that we weren't meant to do life alone so feel free to reach out by following and DMing us at Vivi Young Adults. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone you know.